from MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Our guest is Andrew Hitchcock from Small, Fondren Small Engine Repair. It's definitely spring, so it's time to take care of the lawn. So you try to crank up that lawnmower, nothing happens. What do you do? What could be wrong? More importantly, who do you call for problems with your lawn equipment? Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to uh, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fixit 101 on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Where was that? Washing clothes? I don't know what that was. Anyway, sounded like somebody was fixing something. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest today is Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. And it is definitely spring. If, if, if you can actually breathe right now in the state of Mississippi, you're doing better than most of us. Uh, you know, you're trying to crank up your lawnmower this time of year. Nothing happens. What do you do? What could be wrong? And more importantly, who do you call for problems with your lawn equipment? You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Well, uh, it, it is spring. It's back, I know, because all the cars in my neighborhood are yellow. Uh, <laughs> and the rain, uh, we got a little bit of rain that passed by yesterday, and it was helpful with the yellow. Outside of that, it, it didn't do much for anything but flooding things. Mm-hmm. So uh, how are you fellas this morning? Man, I'm great. I, I think I've got most of the yellow um, uh, in my nasal passages right, <laughs> right. now. <laughs> right. Uh, Dale? Well, I'm a little frustrated. Couldn't get my lawnmower to start, but uh, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> it's a good day. It's a good day to have Andrew in. Uh, if you if you've not listened to the show before, when Andrew's here, he's with Finder and Small Engine Engine Repair and uh, deals with lawnmowers and weed eaters and everything else you can do blow, blowers, I guess, and you know just a million different anything that's got a small engine on it. Um, he fixes. That's, that's your thing. So. Uh, all right, I got to let you guys know what the project of last weekend was. Okay, right, I so. thought I saw something on Facebook. Oh yes, oh yes. What you saw on Facebook that I put on Facebook was a whole bunch of wood. Yes, yes. And, and what had happened? What had happened was uh, <laughs> this this weekend. My wife saw that there was a mattress sale at a local furniture store. So we went to said furniture store. She picked one out. And we went home. Well, we have this like big sleigh bed at home, so it was just like, all right, let me put that on there. And she's like, no. I want one of those platform type beds that have the drawers in the bottom ah, that you can store yes, stuff. Yes. Uh, can you make me one? Okay. So that's that's what I started on, and I got I got the uh, I got it built last weekend, but I still have to do like the staining and the polyurethane and all that other jazz to make it look all nice and pretty. But got the drawers built, <laughs> got the uh, frame wow. built, got everything taken care of. So. It took a lot of wood yeah. to do that. So, so this is another a, Jason design? It is a Jason design. I made it up all by myself. Wow. That's a, that's a project, too, getting those big drawers in there. I know. It's, it's not easy. I know. I, mean, I, I I went outside last night in the dark and tried to figure out how to get the drawers attached yes. to this frame thing that I've made. Yes. You know, so anyway, big project, lots of fun. Should wow. uh, keep me out of my wife's hair for weeks to come. So, anyway, uh, talking about uh, lawns, lawn equipment, and all that other stuff this morning, you can call us at 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. I'm going to go quickly straight to the weeds on this thing because we got an email last night. I know Java was like, that's a bad pun today. Straight to the weeds. Yeah, because, I mean, 
Yeah, it's yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's almost, it's almost Kevin, Kevin Farrell bad. And Kevin Farrell bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, got an email last night. Last night, this this person heard uh, our our promotional announcement that Java made about uh, Andrew coming in today. So he went ahead and got his email question in. This is about a Honda HRM two fifteen self propelled bagging mower. Boy, you can already see the box, can't you? Mm-hmm. All right. Last year, the throttle cable stopped controlling the engine. The engine would start with full choke, but ran only at full throttle. Mm. To shut it off, I had to close the throttle at the engine with my fingers. I replaced the air filter and throttle cable last week before the first startup of spring. The cable action seems normal, but the engine won't start unless I jam the throttle open with a stick. Then it runs, but dies immediately if I remove the stick. Mm-hmm. The cable may as well not have been there at all. Did I make a mistake with the new cable, or could this be something else completely? Thanks for being on the air helping people like me. John in Spanish Fort. All right, Andrew. All right. Your well, first shot. John, it sounds like you are uh, maybe throwing money at something. Uh, buying that new cable may not have been the best idea, because usually when uh, a lawnmower dies like that when you let off the choke it usually means that there's a carburetor issue it's probably not the uh the cable itself so uh i would think it's usually something simple and i know you said you replace the air filter that would have been the first thing i would have said is recheck the air filter make sure you're using good gas make sure you got fresh oil mm-hmm. uh, that usually solves that uh so because the air filter didn't help you i would say look into a carb job and a lot of times those cables are adjustable so do make sure that uh, you, you've adjusted it properly and, uh, you know, right amount of tension on it and everything. Right. Uh, but it does sound like you probably just need a carb job. So if you say, okay, he needs a carb job, he just both bought this mower last spring. So uh, what, uh, give me a big fat round number of something like a carb job would cost. Uh, typically, depending on where you go right. and where you live, uh-huh. uh, I would think in a place like Jackson, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more expensive than a place like Spanish Fort. Uh-huh. Uh, but I would say anywhere from 40 to to $100, depending okay. on who you take it to. So that's, that, that's good if you paid $400 for your mower. Mm-hmm. But if you bought one of those $100 mowers off the pallet at the big box store uh, and you've got a $100 problem, uh, this is what happens. <laughs> Dell and I were talking about this uh, before anybody else got here is that, you know, you can drive around right now in any neighborhood anywhere in America and there's 10 lawnmowers sitting by the curb <laughs> that wouldn't start. Right. You know, uh, and you can do it every year. It's just like that. So uh, it, are are a lot of these lawnmowers made to be disposable after a season? Is that what's going on? I don't think they're quite. At that point yet, I do think the blowers and trimmers have uh-huh. reached that point where they cost more to buy, to fix than to buy a new one. Right. Uh, but usually you can get a carb job on a cheap mower for around 50 or 60, du- 60 bucks around here, and a new right. one's going to run about 160 So it's it's usually worth fixing. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but you're right. A lot of people are like, well, I'll just buy a new one, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Then people like me come along, pick them up. Flip them. Right, right. Craigslist, so. Flip them. <laughs> Flipping lawnmowers. Flipping mowers. Right. Hey, man, yeah. That has got to be on HGTV soon. <laughs> uh, Flipping mowers. But I, I, I will say that this uh, this year, we cranked up our mower about um, two weeks ago almost, a week and a half ago, to mow for the first time, for real. You know, knock all the weeds back. And about halfway through our extremely thick weed yard, uh, I had to stop. You you could not push that self-propelled mower through that stuff, and I couldn't figure it out. So I stopped it. I took the blade off and sharpened it. And all of a sudden, butter. I mean, mm-hmm. going right through it, no problem. It was unbelievable how much difference a sharpened blade will make. Yeah, people don't realize that. They, they never get the blade service, and they just go around and, you know, instead of cutting the grass, it just beats the grass. And that, that, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of power away from the engine. And so, right. yeah, you definitely need to get that blade service at least once a season, and it's not hard. And no. Just make sure you're doing it right, getting it sharpened and balanced at the same time so you don't mess things up down the road. Yeah, if you do not, uh, if you sharpen your own blade, you need a, a, a balancing tool. And they do sell them. 
But but the issue is, if you don't balance that blade, that the potential for that mower to be rocking all over the place and and just making a really bad time of it, you'll 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 batter yourself to death with a uneven mower blade. And you'll tear the. I've seen the blocks break in half because of uh, the the vibration of the br- blade over you know continuous amount of time. And really, it will break the block or break the engine mounts and wow, it's hot metal. So there's no fixing it when when that happens. Oh man. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Talking small engines, uh, a lot of them for the lawn. Uh, And, you know, another thing that can be looked at this time of year that I'm sure you get a lot of questions. Remember, this is the very end of March in Mississippi. Guess what's coming? Power off season. Uh, so if you've got a generator, this is the time also to look at that generator because it's a big deal. And if you've not looked at your generator or tried to start it in the past couple of months, anything like that, just know your power is going to go out sometime between now and June uh, for a significant amount of time. And you want to go ahead and get ready. Possibly tonight. So Possibly tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so. Uh, a generator, what's typically the biggest issue with, say, a generator? Well, what happens is these generators have really large fuel capacities. And so people will, uh, they think, all right, I need to get ready for hurricane season or whatever. They'll put, you know, completely fill it up, five or ten gallons of gas. Right. Mm-hmm. And now not only does it weigh a thousand pounds now, right. and they can't move it, uh, but they never use it. And so that five, ten gallons of gas sits inside of that that fuel tank and it evaporates and it leaves a varnish or it just goes bad uh-huh. and then uh, they go to crank it a couple of years later and the, nothing happens so the, right. what i see are people that they store gas in their uh generator fuel tank instead of just a gas can in their garage oh interesting yeah so so can you put anything in the fuel to keep it longer like a stabilizer or anything like that yeah they make stabilizers for them but to be honest mm-hmm. uh i see a lot of problems rising from the stabilizers uh you know, really? it'll just replace one problem with another one. So I would just tell people, don't store gas in your generator. Leave them dry. Make sure mm-hmm. they run and then run them dry and then leave the gas in the tank somewhere else. And, huh? and you need to cycle that gas out. Like if it's getting old, put it in your car and put fresh gas in there. Always have good gas that's no more than a few months old in your garage. At that's any time. a really good point because, I, you know, I had the question of... Uh, let's see, last year, let's say I filled up the, the, the gas tank for the lawnmower at the end of the season and didn't get to run it all out. So now it's sitting in the, the thing a season later. You know, So it's spring, and I got this maybe back in, I don't know, uh, September. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, So I've had the gas for that long. Do I need to go ahead and pour it in the car and, and go again? Yeah, yeah, you could do that if you like. Okay. All right. So just make sure it's clean when you put it in your car. <laughs> it's easier to fix a broken lawnmower than it is to <laughs> a really a good fuel point. ejection system. You know, right? Yeah, you don't want to roll out the the crummy wasted fuel and put it in your Lexus. And, right. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All right, um, let's go to the phone real quick. John is on the line in lumberton has got a comment about old mowers. Are you with us, John? Yes. So what's going on, man? I just wanted to uh, tell you to tell people if they're going to buy a new lawnmower and they got an old one, I'll come get it out of their way for them. That's right. <laughs> Me and you both, John. It's amazing. I'm serious. I write, uh, this weekend, I promise you, I'm going to ride through my my neighborhood on Sunday afternoon because the garbage didn't pick up until Monday. And there will be 10 mowers by the street this weekend. Mm-hmm. What neighborhood do you live in? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this happens uh, all the time. And, and uh, it's funny because I had uh, an old mower that I went through. And there's this kid down the street who takes these mowers and, uh, and, and like, puts pieces, parts together and makes all new mowers out of them when he finds them on the street. And it's phenomenal. He's been making money. This kid down the street's just like this little entrepreneur. He's doing the same thing as you, putting them on Craigslist, mm-hmm. flipping mowers. Yeah, that's how I got started. Right. Hey, one more thing about your gas. Your lawnmowers run better on the non-ethanol gas. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's starting to get easier to find service stations with non-ethanol, with just regular gasoline with no ethanol in it. Right, yeah, most, most of those got a red hose. Zone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Pretty and spot. right, and and if you can find that, that's what you want. That, if you can get it, that's best. And am I to understand that the reason for that is uh, the soft parts of a mower or, or of the motor? Yeah, the hoses and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, the diaphragms, the uh, gaskets, the 
fuel mm-hmm. lines, they all start to get really soft when they get in contact with the ethanol. But a lot of people are like, well, you know, I'm just going to buy ethanol free gas and I can leave it in there as long as I want. But that's not true either. It will help you, but it will not get you out of the woods. You have to still maintain it. You can't leave the gas in it over the season. It's just right. it will do a lot more damage if you leave it in if you buy the ethanol gas. Okay. All right. Well, hey, uh, guys, enjoy the show. Appreciate it, John. Thanks. Okay, uh, let's take one more call before we go to break, Java. Is that cool? No? Keep rolling. Oh, we're doing the break. All right, there you go. Uh, we'll continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what problems are you having with your lawnmower or lawn equipment? What about that weed eater that you can never seem to start? Uh, call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We're going to put the screws to Andrew coming up about brands and that kind of thing coming up. You can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Also, this is Fixit 101 from MPB. MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons is here from Houseworks. And our guest today is Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. I'm going to get that right before the day's over. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. All right, we're just going to go ahead and open up the phones. We've got to go to Mary in Hattiesburg. She's got a question about blade sharpening. Are you with us, Mary? Hey. Hey. Go How for it. Today? Uh, we're All very right. good. How are you, Mary? Wonderful. All right, so here's my thing. Um, I have a lawnmower, and I'm about to have to pull it out for the first time in many, many years. Cause I just haven't had to do it in a while. Um, and... <laughs> The the kid down the street went to college, didn't he? <laughs> no, I just, I've always had someone around that, you know, would do it right. and it wasn't a thing, but I did a lot when I was a kid, so um, I don't know anything about maintaining them, is my point. Um, so, I, I, you know, you were mentioning sharpening the blades and everything, and so I was wondering how you go about doing that, because, I mean, it's, it's horrible. It's a horrible one. And with my experience, I just buy another one instead of doing that. Uh, well, before I hand this to, to the actual pro, there's a really easy thing you can do here. Okay. And you can either take that blade off or buy a new blade. They don't really cost anything. And take it to someone to sharpen, a professional to sharpen it. And a lot of hardware stores, you know, your aces, that kind of thing, they'll do stuff like that. People like, I'm sure, Andrew, you do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Uh, but, but that really is the way to go. And that way you don't have to bother yourself with if it's balanced, if it's, you know, how sharp it is, if it's going to, if the edge is going to last. That's another big thing because people are constantly running over sticks and pine cones and stuff like that that makes it dull. Mm-hmm. Andrew, go ahead. What? Well, uh, let me go over a couple things. So, yeah, like like Jason said, you do want to take it to somebody. Uh, it's going to be easier for you that way. Uh, it can be difficult to remove, and just a big safety precaution is when you're under there removing that bolt, you want to make sure that you've disconnected the spark plug because if you're turning it fast enough, you could potentially turn the engine over while you got your hands down there. So that's dangerous. So just be careful oh, yeah. with that. Um, okay. Now, as far as uh, general maintenance, um you need to make sure the oil is changed once a season. Uh, if you're just 
residential type application. Um, that's something I would go on YouTube and maybe just watch some videos about how that's done. It's not too hard. It, it could be as simple as just turning the engine on its side and having an oil catch underneath there. Uh, and it, you know, you don't have to buy special oil, just buy cheap 10 W30 from the auto parts store and make sure you don't overfill it. And then, uh, change the air filter once a season. Um, and, uh, what else? You need to make sure you're not leaving gas in it like we've been talking about. And uh, when you're not going to be running it for, I usually tell people around a month, maybe a month and a half, it's a good practice to run the gas out of it. Uh, and that when you're, when you, let's say you've got a few more minutes left and you're almost out of gas, just, just run it until it's completely dead. And that's how you need to store it until you need to run it again. So that's, a, that's okay, good so preventative maintenance. By running it out, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a uh, okay. multi uh, uh, helps in multi ways. Okay. <laughs> All right. That oh, that was good wording. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I make this stuff up as I go, Kathy. So you got, or, or Mary. I'm sorry. As I, as you can see, I probably need yeah. some more coffee or something. <laughs> anyway. All right. Thanks, Mary. Let's go to uh, Kathy on the road, and she's got a comment on mowers. You with us, Kathy? Uh, yes, I'm here. How are y'all this morning? Fantastic. What's going on? Well, I just wanted to make two different comments. One thing is when I lived in Georgia, um, I managed uh, at one of the big box stores. I uh-huh. was over the outside lawn and gardening department, mm-hmm. and I learned so much from the mishaps that happened when customers bought, you know, like push mowers, self-prepared mowers. Uh-huh. They would buy the mowers, and they would take them home, and they would come back, and some, you know, saying it didn't work. But we had many customers that would take the lawnmower home in the box, but they would never put oil in it. They would just expect that mm-hmm. it would fill oh a liquid amount of oil, and they would run that machine until it locked up. You know, so yeah. that's one thing is to know that when you get it from a manufacturer, this, you know, if it's a push mower, it's a they have, I guess they have it lubricated a little bit, but you have to put the oil in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they ship them, they ship them fairly drier without oil. And uh, because, you know, in shipping, that's certainly going to come out and then destroy the box and everything else. So, but they typically actually put a, a, a thing of oil yeah. in the box with it mm-hmm. so that you know yeah. to put it in there. Yeah, it's in the box, but a lot of customers, you know, they'll have that. Uh, usually, the manufacturer's booklet and all of that is in one sealed bag. Right, <laughs> sealed bag. Had never been opened. Yeah. They don't open the bag. They don't read the uh, instructions on it, and that happened a lot too as well. When customers will buy, just say like a trimmer, um, and if it's a two cycle. They wouldn't pay any attention that they had to mix the oil and the gas. Right. They would, you know, take it home and do the wrong thing. So it's very good if you can go to a store, go somewhere, and you have uh, informative employees that actually care about what they're selling to you, and they give you those little tidbits of things. Right. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Well, thank you very much, Kathy. I appreciate that. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I went and I had to buy a new chainsaw. Um, but mine was 15 years old. But anyway, I went and buy the, bought this new chainsaw and realized that there was just almost a wall full of these canisters full of pre-mixed gas. That's a million-dollar idea, isn't it? It is a yes. But if you listen to what Kathy just said, she said, you know, a lot of people don't know how to do this mixing, and they don't know what the ratio should be, and they don't, mm-hmm. you know, they don't know if the can that they have is exactly a gallon, and the little bottle that they have might be for two gallons. So anyway, I noticed that in in this store you could buy uh, a big can of pre-mixed gas, and it was like four fifty. Four dollars and fifty cents. Um, now, of course, that is more than than, than you would pay uh, at the gas station to get gas and get some mix. But but it seemed like a good option for somebody who didn't want to fool with it. Mm-hmm. Have you guys that, seen that stuff before? Yeah, it's oh, all yeah. true fuel. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Does that gas do you have the same shelf uh, expectancy? You know, if it sits on the shelf, could you buy some bad gas? I don't really know. I'm not familiar with it that much i've used it before with with success so i don't know yeah the thing with me i always mix mine by the gallon 
but I was just thinking, you know, storing the gas, I don't always use that gallon, right. you know, you know the, the season, but usually, you know, we'll, we'll finally use it. Well, I was doing it for the chainsaw, which I don't use every yeah, day, no. and so so it was like, well, this would be fine. I guess uh-huh. keep this. this. Okay. All right, let's uh, move on. Let's see. Jerry is on the line. He's on the road. He's got a question about generators. Jerry, you're with us this morning? Yes, I am. So what's going on? I was talking about the uh, generator problems, but I was hoping you were going to go into what are the things you look for to start the generator, but you didn't. So I'm calling to find out what are some of the things you look at to get that generator started. Is this a generator that that won't start? Right, it won't start up. Okay. Well, how long has it sat up? Yeah, that's always a good question. And is there Uh, gas in it? uh, Close to a year, like over the season. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, was is the, was there gas in it when you left uh, it? Very little, very little. Okay. Um, what I would do would be to start trying to diagnose it. One of the things uh, I would buy is go to an auto parts store and get some starter fluid and uh, pull the air cleaner assembly off and just spray just a little little squirt of the starter fluid directly into the carb and try to turn it, you know, try to turn it on, give it a crank. And if it does crank, then you know you have some sort of fuel delivery issue in the carburetor. So I would start looking into getting it getting it rebuilt. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Um, I mean, you could get lucky. Uh, you could get lucky, and sometimes just a little fresh gas mixed in with that old varnish can loosen it up a little bit. But usually you need a carb rebuild if it's sat for a year or more, something like that. Really? And- in the area of Jackson, what would something like that normally cost? Um, I don't know about my competitors, but it's my generator prices usually run somewhere between sixty and eighty dollars. Okay, well, there you go. All right, all right. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it. Let's uh, keep on moving. To Danny is on I twenty and uh, has got a question about synthetic gasoline. Probably a lot of questions I've always wanted to ask. You with us, Danny? Danny, you there? All right, Danny must have gone somewhere else, right? Hang on. Danny, are you there? Nope, okay. All right, let's go to uh, Mikey in Mobile, and he's got a question about air filters and uh, mowers, that kind of thing. Mikey, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. Thank oh, you good. for answering. Um, uh, first question, well, first comment. Um, I have uh, a lawnmower that I've used for years, and uh, I've bought a new air filter for it Mm -hmm. but i found because when i bought it brand new i'd use it minimally and uh it then it suddenly wouldn't start even though it was a battery started thing so i just want to comment for for especially the ladies out there who might be in similar situations um take that air filter i take a very soft paintbrush i knock it out as much as you can then take a very soft paintbrush and brush out the um the panels. Um, now, wow. I'd like to ask if that's a good idea or not. And more importantly, uh, <laughs> I come from a weird family, and uh, they recently gave me an, an electric uh, pole chainsaw mm-hmm. um, uh, to use for some of the things that I need to do. Um, any advice you can give me on that, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. Thanks, Mikey. Uh, let me ask the thing. Uh, let me answer the thing about the pole saw. Uh, having <laughs> done this recently, uh, you want to do that at an angle, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, not directly under the not tree. Not directly under yeah. the tree you're sawing down mm-hmm. uh, the limb. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my first bit of. Uh, All right. There you go. All right, Andrew. Well, All yours. Let me take those for you. So the well, since we're on the subject of the pole saw. Uh, there's really not too much maintenance you can do on an electric pole saw. You have uh, a reservoir for your bar oil. Uh, you just need to make sure that the bar oil is uh, at, at the right level so you don't run out, run it dry. And then just keeping the chain sharp so uh, if it gets dull, you know, take it to somebody, have them sharpen it for you. Um, that's that's really all you can do. Make sure you don't hit it in, in, the, in the dirt or rocks and stuff like that. Just take good care of it. Uh, and now the air filter... Um, it is a good idea to clean it. Uh, some people can get several seasons out of it. Uh, now, brushing it with a paintbrush, that, that will work. Uh, but to be honest, I just take one out. I beat it against the side of a house or yeah. a tree or something. <laughs> I mean, just beat it. 
beat it really hard and all that stuff will this come right out of it. Between, like, this is a, a male-female answer <laughs> here. Like the guy just takes it out and beat it up yeah, against a fence. Yeah, I'm like yeah. a gorilla in a china shop. Uh, so uh, you can beat it like that, or uh, if you've got access to an air compressor, use an air compressor and blow it from the backside, and it will blow all the uh, debris out. Now, uh, if, if you've gotten oil on it or it's gotten wet, that stuff kind of solidifies, and you really probably need to go ahead and, and, and replace it. But if it's been dry its entire life, you can beat all that stuff out of it. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Mikey. Appreciate it. All right, folks, we're going to take a uh, quick break here. Is that right, Java? That's what we're doing? All right. We're going to continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what problems are you having with your lawnmowers or lawn equipment? What about that blower? Yeah, maybe a blower. Uh, The weed eater. Man, I can pick up 20 weed eaters this weekend. All pretty much the same brand. What about that pressure washer? Oh, yeah, the pressure washer. That's a good stuff right there. Okay. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. And Mr. Jeff Sammons is here from Houseworks. Our guest today is Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline. Dot org. Okay, got an email in while we are on break. So here we go. You ready, Andrew? Mm-hmm. All right. I have a manual mower. Huh? The choppy, choppy kind, because I really only have about 50 square feet of yard to mow. The mower is about a year old, but I noticed that it isn't cutting the grass as well as it did last year. Now it takes twice as long as it did before to mow the grass and looks awful as a result. This is, this is going one direction here. Ashley, uh, how do you sharpen the blades? I'd like to make my very small patch of grass look nice. I'm including a picture. Oh, she says she's including a picture. Well, she, she she did include a picture, but if you can just imagine one of those. Well, I mean, you guys know what it looks like. It's the old school 1930s, 40s, 50s with a little push. With the little circular yeah, scissor thing. It's things. called a real mower. That's R-E-E-L. A, a real, real mower. mower. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, uh, what's going on here, Andrew? So uh, I, without seeing it, I can't really comment. Choppy, but, choppy. Uh, choppy, choppy. That's right. <laughs> uh, so the real mowers, they have these uh, series of blades, and as you push them, the blades spin, and then there's a fixed blade, and they, they, they push against that fixed blade, and the grass gets caught in between, and that's where it cuts. Uh now, they stop cutting when the clearance between the fixed blade and the moving blade gets too wide. So uh, a lot of times, it's not, they're not really dull. I, I doubt your blades are dull if you've only had it for a year, unless you've been going over con- you know, pea gravel right. and stuff. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there isn't a way to adjust them. Uh, if you look on the, both sides of that adjust of, of, of the uh, moving blades, there'll be some adjustment bolts. And as you... Uh, either tighten or loosen, you're changing the position of the uh, the fixed blade relative to the moving blade. So what you want to do is get the, the the two blades to just barely kiss uh, as they rotate past each other, and then that's that's where the the grass will get cut. And if they're not kissing, then they're not cutting. So you want them to be just barely kissing. And if that's something that you don't feel comfortable doing, I'm sure you could take it to a uh, an Ace Hardware or a big box store, and they can adjust it for you. 
for those who don't know, Andrew is just a really big-hearted guy, which is why he uses the word kiss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, wait a second. The uh, uh, picture just came up under the door, <laughs> and oh, man, she sent it. There you go. Yeah, that's... That looks uh, like my great-great-granddaddy's uh, right here. Yeah. See, I was going to say it's one of those old ones. Yeah, they, they are nice. I mean, and they do work for a small thing. And, you know, I mean, if you don't want to... It's a workout. It, it is definitely a workout. I've used one before, and it can be brutal. Uh, okay. <laughs> I got a uh, call on the line from John. He's got a question on, as he puts it, on the wife's uh-huh. zero-term mower. Term mower. Right. Yeah, it's her mower because it doesn't work. Yeah. All right, John, you with us? Yes. All right, so what's going on with this mower of your wife's? Uh, it, she cleans it uh, by rolling it up on a device that I've made that I'm not real uh, happy with how secure it is. Right. And I'm wondering for a recommendation. I've seen uh, the devices that they make for jacking it up. Uh, I think it's... I saw one at uh, Tractor Supply for about a hundred dollars. Is that a good investment? Do you have a recommendation of? You know, I use Lowe's and Home Depot. With how 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 tall? How high are you trying to raise the mower? Yeah, uh, it, it's a zero turn, uh, forty eight inch okay. deck, zero turn uh, Quest mower X mower. But how uh, high yeah. off the ground are you trying to get this thing? Uh, where she can uh, conveniently clean the uh, grass residue from under it. Okay. Uh, if you wanted to buy one of those jacks, you could. That's fine. You um, just do car ramps for really cheap. Yeah, you could do that. Uh, there's also, uh, I think you can retrofit them. They're these little fittings. You would drill a, maybe a hole on each side of your deck, put one of these fittings in there, like a quick release, quick connect that you'd see on like a garden hose or something. You quick connect the hose on each one and turn the water on and will blast the spray uh, into the deck and you would never even have to actually lift it off the ground. Um, a lot of the newer mowers have those built in. Yeah, mine's got that. You just attach the hose when you're done mm-hmm. and you keep the mower on mm-hmm. and uh, turn the water on. And the, of course, the blades distribute the water mm-hmm. and, and cleans it up like real nice. Dishwasher, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, there's there's one of those things on that mower, but I also want to be able to jack it up to look under it and maybe change the blade or change mm-hmm. the, uh, the Sounds belt. like he wanted to. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, then I would just go ahead and get one then. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Thank you. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, we have uh, three people in the studio, not including me today. And they are uh, Delmore of Affordable Solutions 601, Jeff Sammons of Houseworks. Uh, and you can ask anybody any question you want. So we've got a bunch of contractors and a small engine repair person here. Okay, so I'm going. To I got ask. a question. Yeah, go for it. And I've and been wanting, and I've been wanting to ask this question too, especially to uh, Dale and Jeff, and uh-huh. even you, Jason, because I know you guys are pretty handy. Even you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was good. You guys are pretty handy, and uh, I know a lot of times something may happen at your house or on your car or anything, and you just like, hey, I, I can fix that. But when the last time that you had to like say, I'm handy, but I can't handle this. I need to call a professional. I should have said that this weekend. <laughs> hey, Java, I say it every time. Right? <laughs> That's simple. Yeah. You're not getting in the toolbox, Jeff? No, let's call somebody. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Dale? Well, uh, typical for me, if it um, involves uh, going in the attic or under the house, um, hey, let me call someone. Yeah, you let know. them get dirty. Yeah, you know, like uh, if my air, anything, I'm, I'm looking at it now. It, I'm gonna change the filter. Mm-hmm. But if anything, and in those batteries, in my thermometer, uh, I mean, and that's it. But other than that, I'm calling someone. Well, for me, if it has to do with water leaving the building, <laughs> I'm yeah. not allowed to touch it anymore. So if it's plumbing, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. See, you're a rough hand like me. You, if we look at a pipe, you've been banned. Yes, yes. The wife won't let me play with plumbing anymore. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I just always wanted to know that because I know y'all guys, you know, y'all got every tool in the toolbox, now, un- unlike myself. So, because yeah. I, I, I pick up the phone, something happened, I'm, I'm on the call. I'm, I mean, I'm well, on the call. Well, let me tell you, I've got every tool, but plumbing is my kryptonite, dude. I mean, I just <laughs> set your pride aside right. and make the call. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you, you know, here here's the problem with us doing it. Um, we do it every day, and then, you know, now like Jason... Um, he doesn't get to do it every day, but now if I had a radio studio in my house, I would play with that on the weekend. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So. Well, doing doing stuff like that is just my hobby. Right. So, yeah. I don't get to do the fun stuff like you guys. Oh, yeah. It's fun every day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing it for fun. Right. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Let's go to uh, Florence is on the road. There's a question about the most Powerful cordless something. Okay, Florence, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hey, what's going on today? Hey, I'm in the market for a new weed eater. I don't like gas because I don't like the little engines and having to take care of it. It takes the fuel. Uh-huh. I have eighty volt uh, battery powered ones, and would like to know if that's the uh, strongest one they make. Do they make a hundred twenty volt and do the 80-volt ones, how do they compare with either electric or gas weed eaters? Nothing compared to a gas weed eater. However. When it starts. When it starts, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Andrew. Well, this is something I don't have too much. Um, I'm not that familiar with, but I have used some of the 80-volts, and they're nice. Uh, I think I saw that they're up to 120 volts, which is crazy. That's as much as a... A house plug in, yes. Yeah. That's as much as a, a house appliance uses. Right. Um, I don't know if they're as, as far as you know the amps that they pull and uh, how powerful they're cutting. I don't know if they're at the level yet of a of a, a good gas powered. But um, I think your eighty volt trimmer sounds pretty adequate to me personally. Yeah. That's a lot of power. Okay, they are powerful. Then okay, I do have a little work. 20 amp one, and it's good for what I use it for, but it, it would uh, be suitable for uh, the back pasture or anything like that. I don't think so. Uh, the, wow. Okay. You're really using this thing. Okay. Right. All right, Florence. Uh, so it sounds like you got a good one. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Appreciate it. So, all right. We do this every time you're on the show, uh, Andrew. So I'm going to, here's the time where we put you on the spot. So, we're going out this weekend to buy a new mower, weed eater, chainsaw, and, uh, I don't know. I need a blower, too. Blower. Yeah, a blower. Yeah, okay, yeah, blower. Yeah, blower. All right, so, Andrew, here's the deal. Give me the brands not to buy. Oh, my, why didn't you ask me the brands to buy? I could do that a lot okay, easier. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we just uh, want to stay away from the, 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 the bad. All right, so give me the brands that you would buy if you were buying a lawnmower, weed eater, whatever. Uh, if I was buying a weed eater, I would look at a still or an echo. Stills mm-hmm. are going to be more expensive. Uh, they were traditionally better than echoes, but echo has really stepped up their game, mm-hmm. uh, and they've got something probably just as nice and it's actually probably a few bucks cheaper too uh, as far as lawnmowers mm-hmm. uh, i would look into the commercial honda uh they're expensive but they're really nice okay hang on dude i got like 30 feet of yard out back so wait, wait come on <laughs> don't hit me with the nine thousand dollar mower <laughs> oh no, yeah. okay uh man just if you've got a really small yard i would just get a little dinky briggs oh, and really? stratton yeah i mean uh, there's no sense in spending little, a ton like, of money. A little like Murray. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just kind of a cheaper mower. Yeah, yeah, and just 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 maintain it. Learn how to how to just do basic stuff on it. That's what I tell most people to do. Um, yeah, that's what I would do. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you're doing a weed eater, it's still or Echo. If you're doing a lawnmower, just some junk. It's fine. Well, if you got a little <laughs> job, kidding. I mean, I, I, I have a Honda, and I would I always suggest when people come up and say, I want to spend four or $500, I say, okay, get a Honda. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So there you go. Well, and two, you know, it's it's. I think it's kind of like buying a Yeti. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If if you if you invested in the Honda, uh-huh. uh huh, it's probably the last mower that you're going to buy 
yeah. uh, for residential use. So it right. may be it may mm-hmm. be cheaper in the long run to spend the four or five than rather than get four or five separate mowers. Mm-hmm. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and now you can also find several brands that are using Honda mower mm-hmm. uh, motors. I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. There's a the, some of the new Husqvarna's have Honda mowers, and mm-hmm. they're like four wheel drive and light. The composite decks they're lightweight and they got the Honda power plant, so they're they're awesome. All right, yeah. let's yep. go to uh, let's go to Mike and Bolton's got a comment on mowers and uh, you know, what else was it, Mike? That you had a comment on? Mike, are you with us? Yes, I am. Uh, good morning, guys. Morning. I was going to tell you when you buy new equipment, I, I bail hay and stuff out in Bolton, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But the John Deere dealer told me if I would put a good coat of wax on the hay baler. And uh, it would help wash it off. It would help keep, you know, because grass is where you huh. build rust in your deck and all That's that. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So I did that on my hay baler, but now I do it on my little John Deere ride mower and everything. And pretty much the vibration will keep most of that grass from building up. Wow. That's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never That's thought a great of that. Idea. Yeah. And I've got a quick story. I was in the Army, and... Uh, I was called to uh, alert well, the natural di- natural disaster up in uh, the Delta during uh-huh. 95, an ice storm. And uh, everybody was out of electricity. Generators were hard to come by. But all these little towns, there, you know, the, the mayor of the little town would own a business or something. Well, right. I was in talking to a mayor, and this guy came in and was complaining that someone had stole his generator. He kept a generator out under his carport to run his deep freezer. He had deer meat and duck meat and all. And uh, when it run out of gas, he'd go out there and fill it up. Well, it ran out of gas. He went out there and someone had stole his generator, but he cranked up his lawnmower <laughs> and ran off with his generator. Oh, no. Yeah, so, you know, with this storm coming, it's good to watch out for your generator. <laughs> That's wow. true, yeah. Wow. Chain it to something. I just thought I'd share that with you. I appreciate it, Mike. Y'all Let's, have a good day. Yes, sir. Let's keep on moving. Kathy's on the line. She's on the road. Has got a comment uh, on mowers. Are you with us, Kathy? Yes, yes. I called earlier, but when you asked him about uh, what to buy and not to buy, uh-huh. I wanted to make a quick comment. When I was at the big box store, a lot of people would come in and buy, and they liked the fact that you could purchase a, a power equipment and you have the, if it went out in two years, you can just bring it back get a replacement, uh-huh. you really want to do that. You really want to go through the thing of getting something that's going to go out, you have to replace it, get it again, again, and again. I have a Husqvarna backpack blower that I've had now for, I guess it's been about eight or nine years. Uh-huh. I have a steel trimmer. Uh, I have a Husqvarna chainsaw. You know, so if you buy something that you know is going to last, it takes it takes the headache out of having to take something back and forth for repair. That's a, you yes. know what? That yeah. just said. I think that's uh, good advice no matter what product you're buying. Sure. You know? I agree with that 100%, Kathy. You pay more, but you get more out of it. That's right. Appreciate that. All right, uh, let's go to Jim and Jackson. Got a question on gasoline for mowers. And uh, Jim, are you with us this morning? I am. I have a question about fuel for uh, uh, these engines. Uh, I'm told that you should use a fuel that does not have ethanol in there. And I've also seen uh, for my chainsaw a can that's pre-mixed with uh, the oil and the fuel and the appropriate ratio. It's fairly expensive. Would you recommend using something like that? Andrew? Oh, well, yeah. Um, if, if you don't like going through the hassle of mixing your gasoline, uh, it's that's the way to go. Uh, so, yeah, go yeah. for it. That's what I use in my chainsaw, Jim, mm-hmm. uh, just because the, it, it, it takes the chemistry and out. If you don't, and if you don't use it often... You don't want to mix a whole bunch of gas up, true, and then not and yeah. you know not well, use it. What if you mix that wrong? A whole bunch of gas mixed wrong. How do you get it back right? If, uh, you don't. There's no getting it back yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too much water. <laughs> and then, as far as your question about ethanol, um, it will certainly help the life of your engine using ethanol-free. But uh, I get people all the time, and that's a swear they've only put ethanol-free. But here they are, and they need a carb rebuild. So it won't. It's not a foolproof way to. Uh, avoid costly repairs, but it will help. So I, I would advise getting it if you can. You know, I've I've found with my small engines, motorcycles, mm-hmm. four wheelers, you know, what whatever. Every time we we 
finish with them, mm-hmm. we turn the gas off and we let it run out of gas. Hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. I've been doing it all my life, so I mean, I think it works. It works, yeah. That's what I do with my stuff, also. Yeah. Wow. Turn the field light off and let it run. Heck out. of an mm-hmm. endorsement yeah. right there. That's pretty impressive. Uh, so. Uh, if it's now, if it's the first time of bringing your lawnmower out, what's the first thing you should check? Well, give it a start. <laughs> See right, if it yeah. works or not. <laughs> yeah. And if it doesn't, make sure it's got gas in it and then just go through uh, checking the oil, checking the air filter, um, making sure the blade's sharp. But, uh, again, so what's, I told, the, what's the first thing uh, or uh, what's the most common problem you have to fix? It's people that have left the gas in it for five or six months and the gas has lost its octane or it's uh, it started to varnish the carb so it's it's usually when somebody comes in with a, a broken mower it's almost always uh, in need of a carb clean really mm-hmm. wow that's amazing mm-hmm. um how often should i sharpen the blade uh, i tell people once a season uh, but it really depends on what your yard looks like. Because if they're banging up roots and mulching a lot, it needs to be done more often. Okay. Mm-hmm. And those um, steel rods by the house um, for the power lines. Right. Don't, don't yeah, hit don't those. hit those. Don't run over those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a really good point. Very bad. Uh, Real quick, before we get out of here, I wanted yeah. to thank uh, Mary for sending an email about lawnmower blade sharpening. Uh-huh. Uh, she kind of wanted to know, can she come to you and get that done, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, she sure can. Just yeah. Find me on Google and, and uh, send me a call. Okay, and then also um, we had Jason send in. He said you can go online and buy a carburetor for a tiller or for a generator for about thirty-two bucks. Put it on and it'll start back. It'll start right on. Sometimes up. That's, really? that sometimes that works, but the problem is sometimes they're you know you can sometimes get a carburetor for twelve bucks, but sometimes they're ninety bucks. So it really depends on the age and how many were produced, and if the Chinese market has decided to start making counterfeit, uh, you know, reproductions of the, of the parts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you buy, like, a, a standard Briggs & Stratton engine, which is on, what, 90% of mowers out there, um, pretty much get cheap parts anywhere for that. Well, the you? newer ones, that that's a problem, though. Uh, all the new stuff, uh-huh. you know, I would say the past... Anything made in the past five, maybe even ten years, uh, the parts are still pretty expensive. But if really? you've got an old Briggs and Stratton, a lot of times you can get the parts for cheap. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Didn't know that. Why did they get expensive? Just because there aren't a lot of people producing them yet. The oh, market's okay. not oversaturated like these older models. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Most of those are in the dump. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or in this kid's backyard that I keep giving mowers to. Right. right. Two stores. If it don't store it, they see it. Yep. Keep moving. All right, fellas, we've filled up the hour. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by jo- uh, is produced by Java. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was, who was that? Kevin? Or Sam? Sam. Sam Wells. For Del Moore, Jeff Sammons, and Andrew Hitchcock, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Sherita Brent. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. Thank <laughs> you.